Hey there, this is Harriet, and I wanted to talk to you today about an experience that I had as a kid riding in the car with my granny and my granddaddy uh, on those back roads of Mississippi. Now, those of you who were raised in the Deep South by your grandmothers, your grannies, your Madeas, whatever you called them back then, your, your big mamas, but those of you who were raised in the Deep South of Mississippi, you understand that we didn't talk back to our parents and whatever they said, that's what went. Okay, but this particular time we were in the car riding down that dirt Mississippi road. My granddaddy was playing one of Johnny Taylor's songs and it was called I Know It's Wrong, But I Can't Do Right. And the breeze was just right in the Mississippi wind and, and we were just sitting back there cutting up. We were full. We had just had us some church's chicken and we were getting ready to go home for the evening. And you know how tired you are sometimes on those Sunday evenings. But I remember... My grandmother, she looked back. She said, you know, y'all better quit all that noise in the back. Now, don't make me come back there. And we knew because of the size she was at the time that getting getting her getting to the back seat would take a while because that means granddaddy would have to stop because she couldn't fit across the seat. But anyway, she would go on to say, now, y'all quit back there. And, this, and back then, they didn't have to tell us the same thing too many times because we respected them. But anyway, this particular time, because Granny got back to talking to Granddaddy and and and, and they were talking about the harvest. They were talking about the church service. And, and we thought they had forgotten about us. You know how kids do when you get on the phone and they think they're not you're not paying attention. They do what kids do. And this particular time, we, we continue to cut up in the back seat. And so by this time, my granny, she cut her eyes in the back again. And and, you know, the way only the way that a black mama can look at her kids and the kids know, okay, now I got to watch out. But we still kind of kept on doing what we were doing. And so she she grabbed her arm and she I tell y'all, the Robocop has nothing on the arm that my grandmother Transformers had nothing on that that black mama's arm. Okay, my granddaughter would reach around and she say, you know what? I'm getting so tired of y'all cutting up in that back seat. Don't let me retch around and have to get up, get on back there. And so what she did, her arm would just reach on back and, and all of us would get as thin as a dime. We squeeze and we squeeze together and we lean our backs up against the back seat as, as close as we could. And, and sometimes we would suck in our gut so hard and, and make it so thin and so skinny and flat that I, I can remember hearing my sister burp. And so she would grab one of us. She couldn't get me, but she'd get my sister sometimes and she'd grab her and she'd say, I'm going to choke you till your petty tongue come out if you don't stop cutting up in that back seat. And after that, then we all got quiet for the rest of the time on our way home. And I wanted to share that story with you because. One thing I realized about all of the stories from back in the day is that it it talked it it showed how African American women took the time to discipline their children. And some of this stuff has changed. But at the same time, not only did they try to discipline us and they were successful in doing that, but they also tried to teach us how to stick together. And how to help one another, because back in the country, there, there was no running to Walmart to pick up any toilet paper. OK, there was no running to the grocery store to get a stick of butter. I can remember my granny would send me next door to the young uh, to the lady who would work over in the school cafeteria and she would give me three eggs in a bowl. And then the, the, uh, when I got to her house, the lady next door, she would give my granny a stick of butter. And and so whenever my granny needed something, she would look to her neighbors before she went into the city because of two reasons. Number one, it was so far away. We lived in the county. And then number two, we didn't have any money. So we learned how to rely on God and each other. And so I said that to say 
Ladies, when God bless you, whether he blesses you with an education, a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, an associate's degree, uh, you have been able to graduate from some type of Ivy League college with your Ph.D., Whatever God has blessed you with, I want you to remember that what you acquire isn't just for you and never to use what God has blessed you with to, as a as a means of lording yourself over other people. Bring somebody up with you and see, that's why African-American people were able to have Black Wall Street. Something that my best friend told me about and I learned so much about later. That's why black people were able to grow and build and, 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 and be in business with each other because we believed in helping one another and pulling each other up instead of keeping each other down. But something has happened over the course of time to where we think that if we help somebody else, even if it means in the form of a compliment to say, you know what, sister, those are the best pies on the side of the Mississippi river that you make. And I hope that you'll be making us three more at $25, $30 a piece for next year. But before we would do that, we would take our money to somebody that could care less about us. And y'all know what I'm talking about before we would help one another. Now don't get me wrong. As African-American people, we could use some education in the ethical business practices department. But y'all know that when it comes to it comes to dealing with our people, that we have to operate with a little bit more grace simply because of the history of African-American people. All of us have not had access to the opportunities of others. And so as we acquire education, as we become smarter, as we become more educated, as we start creating thriving businesses, we should be willing to retch around. And those of you who are raised like me, you know what I'm talking about when your granny say we should retch around. And that's not in the English dictionary. But those of you from Mississippi and the southern states, you know exactly what I'm talking about because you never forget where you come from. And so you got to reach around, retch around. And pull somebody else up with you. If you have your degree, you should be encouraging another young woman to get hers or to help her in some way plant a seed. If it means that maybe you've got to pay for her application to college. Maybe she needs somebody to help buy her a uniform for her class. Whatever it is you can do, you need to be retching around and helping Another African-American woman, we should never use the education that we have to place ourselves in a position of superiority over somebody else. Because, you know, just as we are able to rise to the top, they say that the fall down is even faster. So, guys, we have to remember who it is that we belong to and to and to develop a mentality where if if she makes it, I can make it. And if and if I can help her, I'm helping her children. You see, it's a lot bigger than just looking at it as, you know what, I don't even like her. But you know what? She's good at what she does and she's trying to build a business and she has children. So if you bless her, you're blessing her legacy. And when when one black family does well, other black families achieve because most of us are families. And when we get blessed, what's the first thing we do? We go back and we bless our families. Even regardless of what we've been through, regardless of what was done, regardless of what was said, we bless our families. How many of you, when they had that little Powerball going 600 and something million dollars, when you talk about the lottery and you're sitting down with your husband or you're sitting down with your sister and you say, you know what? If I got that money, the first thing I would do would buy mama a house. I would buy my sister a house. 
my brother. So when we help, when we ratch around and we help one person, we are helping many. And that's the mindset that we've got to get back to if we want to see the African-American community and the country move forward. We've got to forget about this little, I don't know where it came from. I don't, I don't know what happened, but you know, I was a part of that, that era too, y'all. I was like, mm, I don't want to be bothered. Cause I know their prices are going to be high and, and you know, they never do what they supposed to do. And you know, you know what I'm, y'all know what I'm talking about. We have to have more grace when we're dealing with one another because everybody has not had similar opportunities as you. So now that we know better, we should be able and willing to do better and retch around and help somebody else. Now, I don't know about you, but some of the things that I try to do is show a lot of encouragement to African-American women. And I don't care what age they are. It doesn't even matter to me. Uh, I just try to plant positive seeds into the lives of African-American women because we all know what we're up against out here. We deal with a lot of stuff. We deal with a lot of stuff. So we've got to do our part. If every woman that's tuning in to this podcast will make an effort and, and, and make a commitment to helping another African. Before you purchase something, before you buy something on the market that you know you've been buying for years and you know there's some stuff that you like, I want you to start looking into uh, rotating and, and keeping the dollar in your community first. You know, building up African-American businesses. You know, I was uh, looking at some stuff from Neiman Marcus and y'all know how much I love me some Neiman Marcus. Oh, Lord, I love me some Neiman Marcus. But then again, I thought to myself, let me see if there are any other African-American uh, businesses that women, women businesses where they're selling similar dresses like this. You know, it's getting close to my birthday and I want to purchase something that's nice to wear on my on my to my surprise birthday party. <laughs> I think I'm the only person that planned and, and, and figure out what I'm going to do for my surprise birthday party and then practice on being surprised. Ah, oh, wow. I wasn't expecting this. Do I sound convincing y'all? Probably not. But the point I'm trying to make to you is this. We've got to do what we can to retch around and help another African-American woman. You know, we've got, you know, there's so many other people helping everybody else. We've got to help each other. We can't rely on somebody else to help our people. God bless you. And I hope that this encourages you on your journey.